following you and he screams anarchy at you like every two seconds and it's always exactly sounding the same and I'm, I want to kill him. Um, I really hope to, he dies in this story. Welcome to the official Dunson Checks In podcast. Uh, this is the podcast where you can hear people talk about every minute of the 1996-8 film Dunstan Checks In. I'm Lord Andrew. I'm Diet Coke. We're going to talk about Minute 87, which is a credits minute, and we're also going to talk about Vanishing on 7th Street, which is a film. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to do in this episode. Yeah, that's correct. How does that sound? <laughs> that sounds grape to me. <laughs> okay, I have very few credits notes. Yeah, I, I refuse. Uh, I'm <laughs> protesting this movie by not watching the credits. Well, you're going to regret this one. Because you miss seeing the credit. Now this is the credit, okay? Walla group. Okay. What? Walla group. The Walla group. What did group, the Walla group do on this film? The Walla group was portrayed by a Loop Troop. What? Walla group Loop Troop. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, so I looked it up. Um, a Walla group is that thing where it's it's who provides the recordings of the murmurs and the and the you know the oh uh, the non-word speaking yeah that makes sense to me um then i i i had a really fun run in the credits here where there are three members of the buffalino family oh the buffalino family <laughs> and two of them are credited as set dressers the other one's credited in some other way uh, the first I go one for some buffalino wings right now. <laughs> well, it's Pasquale uh, or Pat Buffalino. That's Pasquale's nickname. Pasquale, sure. Pasquale. Uh, then we have Rocco and Vincenzo. That's fun. The That's very a, Italian family. <laughs> I, yeah, I like this little family that worked on this movie. <laughs> yeah. Do uh, you want to know who the caterer was? What their the company was called? No. No. Nope. It's a it's a very bad pun. I don't care. That doesn't intrigue you a little bit. Nope. No. Not a bit. Not even just a tiny bit. You don't want. Not a hear? tiny bit. You don't even want to hear what bad pun it is. Nah. It's like sacrilegious I take, too. I That's might how... take my headphones off if you decide that you must say it on the podcast. Wow. I'm well. I'm not going to say it then. Fair. <laughs> but if everyone wants to see what it is they can go look up the credits of Dunstan checks in <laughs> maybe I'll put it in our screen grab just so maybe people can a little know. easter egg you, and, and okay so this one's I didn't write down who this was but I just like this credit I've seen it in other films mm-hmm. the transportation captain oh that's that's always fun yeah I like a captain who doesn't like a captain iron man <laughs> <laughs> Explain yourself. Because in Civil War, he fights Captain America. Oh, sure. And then in the second Civil War that's only in the comics, he fights Captain Marvel. It's true. All right. And, you proved it. He hates captains. All right. And uh, I just wanted to note the, the way these credits end, the last thing at the very bottom of the screen, the last minute, second of this minute, mm-hmm. it says the producers would like to thank. And that's... That means you're almost at the end of the credits, so that's they always a good They had better be thanking me for sitting <laughs> through this. By name. They just yes. say Diet Coke. Yes. <laughs> I will accept it if they thank me for promotional consideration. I don't know why they would, but I'll accept that. 
Okay, do you want to talk about Vanishing on 7th Street? Let's talk about the Vanishing on 7th Street. How much did you know about this film going in? None. Uh, I got it confused with another movie that I thought was kind of similar, except that it was Electrical Monsters. So there was a darkness element. but uh, what, what movie was that? Oh, I think Emil Hirsch is in it. <laughs> Hold on, that'll help me find it. Sure, sure. I What I didn't realize about this movie going in is that it's a little bit of a left-behind knockoff. Yeah. Okay, so the Emil Hirsch one is called The Darkest Hour. And Isn't that about boats? No, that's the... That's the that's Recent the finest one. hour. <laughs> yeah, that's something like that. The in in the darkest hour, it's set in, I believe it's set in Russia, and it's two Americans out to party, and then an alien invasion happens, and the aliens are like made of electricity. Oh, that's fun. So they like eat up all the electricity and then zap the people. So they do like disappear, like kind of in vanishing, but except it's more of a like disintegration. Well, I don't know. By the end of Vanishing, we we see one person disappear, and it is kind of disintegration-y. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, um, this is a movie that stars Hayden Christensen. We haven't addressed the elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> the Anakin in the room. Yeah, I've been um I've been engaging in something that I've been calling Hayden Fest during quarantine, where I'm trying to watch every Hayden Christensen movie. Um. I and thought it I've might worked... be fun to have some crossover and to hear with that. <laughs> with Hayden Fest. Yeah. Crossover into a thing that is not a podcast and is just a thing that I'm doing in my life. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, so I've been watching every Hayden Christensen movie. Um, I don't count Star Wars as part of the official count since I had seen them before. So not counting the Star Wars movies. This is, I think, this was the 14th. This was entry 14 in Hayden Fest for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've watched a lot of Hayden and, um, this is an interesting performance for Hayden between this and takers, which was the movie he did right before this. You definitely see him sort of, uh, trying to, trying to make himself into some sort of tough guy, um, which he really had not been at any point prior to this. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, I would say it's a little... I don't know. In in Takers, he has some kind of good fight scenes, actually. But in this movie, he just kind of seems like a shitty guy. <laughs> yeah, they have um this really weird thing where you you meet the characters, and then they're trying to figure out what's going on. And then it has a little thing that says 72 hours later. And we see it's Hayden Christensen, his character, and he's wearing like a, a hood over him. You know, it like he's he's it's like he's trying to make himself look more badass, but he's just like he hides in a car. You know, he's like a yeah, he's like a morning show host before yeah. prior to the disaster. It's it's really odd. Um, yeah, I I'm not gonna lie. This I had a this movie had a hard time holding my attention. Well, and and I mean, it doesn't help that this movie feels like it's not finished. Yeah, <laughs> so much of this movie is just like it might as well be a black screen and <laughs> it's just like an audio play you well, know the, the movie fades to black a lot yeah like, I, I feel a like lot, when movies when movies do that they're they're stalling for time like they're yeah yeah they didn't You're they didn't wrong. quite know how that scene was gonna end so they just kind of faded to black <laughs> john leguizamo's in the film too yeah he's he's uh 
just kind of there, huh? Yeah, yeah, but unfortunately. Tandy Newton is also just kind of there. Tandy Newton has some strange energy in the movie. Yeah, she certainly does. But I think maybe so does John Leguizamo. They they both have a strange energy. I mean, listen, everybody has a strange energy in this movie. Hayden does, too. Yeah. Um, you know, the untrained eye might think that Hayden has a strange energy in every movie, but, <laughs> you know, real experts like myself can see when he's, you know, when he's acting in distress, even for himself. Mm-hmm. That's my, you know, if someone tries to share vanishing on Stone Street, I say that's actually not funny. Hayden Christensen's only do that when they're in distress. <laughs> I'm getting close to the end of Hayden Fest. I just realized I only have one, two, three, four, five, six more movies. That's almost half of what you watched so far. But it's less than half of what I've watched so far. I'm definitely closer to the end than the beginning. I'd I'd say good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Is the final one that pizza movie? Uh, No, he's actually he made a movie called The Last uh, Man. Since that, starring it's him and um, what's his name, Harvey Keitel. Well, how is he the last man if there's two men? I don't know. Kurt. Now that Kurt is Hayden Christensen. Kurt, a combat veteran with PTSD and hallucinations, fortifies his home and builds a secret underground shelter due to doomsday-like weather changes. He gets a security job to pay for it and his boss's cute daughter for company. What? That last line was a Uh, twist. And also, why does that sound like it could be a subplot of Vanishing on 7th Street? (laughs) Yeah, truly. This was a weird movie. It was. I have a hard time remembering a lot of it. I'm not going to lie to you. Part of that is that I have a headache that's just been getting worse and worse since we started oh, I'm recording. The, it's okay. What I will tell you is that this this movie throws out a lot of ideas and then never, it doesn't like any of them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's not, see, I, I feel like there could be a way for this movie to not explain why the vanishing is happening. But they really, they make it conspicuous that they make, you don't know why the vanishing is happening. Yeah, they don't explain it in a way where they over-explain not explaining it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, because at one point in the film, it seems clear that the the shadow creatures or whatever are like ghosts or, or you know, the dead souls or something. Uh, but the movie... that, I thought that they were just I thought that the shadows were just using images of dead people to try to, to fuck with the living. Well, yeah, that's also possible. I, I <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> that's the thing is that both of those, you know, both of these statements are the same because the, the movie doesn't give more weight to one or the other. True. <laughs> um, but the 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 other odd thing that I think really just baffled me is that. I think two or three, I think three of the characters as they um, are taken by the darkness, they just turn to chanting, I exist. Which doesn't, I, that movie, was very yeah. bizarre to me. The movie doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really have a, yeah. I didn't understand why they were chanting it. I didn't have any expectation as to whether or not it was effective in any way. And I, having seen the whole movie, I still don't know if it was effective at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you one theory that I've had about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the the final image in the film that you know the final scene that we're kind of left with is two characters riding yeah. on a horse out of a, a, a you know an apocalyptic abandoned town. Yeah, and um, isn't that 
an image that was used early on in uh, The Walking Dead. It was. I feel like this movie, they just really wanted to steal that image. <laughs> Maybe. They just didn't have an ending. And it's like, ah, let's just steal an image we know people like. Yeah. Because it, it makes as much sense as the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, we're, we're meant to believe that they're, like, getting away. But also, like, within... You know, what we can understand of the rules established by the film, it seems like those characters who get away on the horse at the end are going to be dead within, like, an hour. Yeah. Uh, or who knows, because apparently the sun is not staying up the full day. It's staying Well, that's what I'm saying. The, sun, like, the yeah. sun comes out, and, it's, and supposedly they're safe now, but it has been established that the day gets shorter and shorter every day. Mm-hmm. It's a very confusing, not very well-made movie. Yeah. And I say that by Hayden Fest standards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure how I'm supposed to feel walking away from it. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 everything's very unclear about this movie. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, uh, did you even think it was like a little scary at times or no? I thought it was supposed to be. I mean, there was certainly some gruesome imagery. There was like the idea that a surgeon had been vanished, mm-hmm. but the patient hadn't. So like you see some kind of, there's some, there's a gore element mm-hmm. at certain points in the film. I think it was supposed to be scary. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think it was necessarily too effective at managing suspense. Are, are you aware of, or have you seen the film lights out? Uh, I have. I saw that in theaters, actually. Yeah, I think that one plays with this darkness, monster in the dark idea better. Yeah, I I enjoy that movie quite a bit, actually. I thought that was a really solid horror. And that one even, I'll say, it goes out of its way to explain the monster. And I I still really like it. Like, it's like, (laughs) the explanation's kind of stupid, but it's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, we'll go with that. It's a, sorry for yawning. It's a movie that's like f- kind of fun enough that it can get away with being a little stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This uh, movie on Seventh Street is not that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all. Yeah. It's just hard to find shit to talk about it because it's just so. There's nothing there, you know. Wait, how were you drawn in at all? Because the first character that we meet is John Leguizamo. And he's yeah. working at an AMC theater. We're pretty, like it's yes, branded AMC. I was trying to figure out if it was a local AMC that they shot at. I um, I was wondering if it was uh yeah, one that I would recognize, but I didn't. It not. did it it looked to me a lot like the AMC at um at the block in Orange, California. Hmm. Um I don't think it was that one though. I looked it up and it turns out they mostly did film like actually on location in Detroit. Oh. Um so it was probably a local AMC to the shoot. I feel like a lot of, they just have like a blueprint, you know, and they just make all their movie theaters look pretty similar. That's true. Can. I mean, the, the architecture is usually different though. Like it's all the same design sense, but the, like you and I are two people who before uh, quarantine and all that, but we had a list and spent a lot of time in different AMCs and the buildings are all different shapes at least. Yeah. Like when you're dealing with a you know a megaplex, remember when they used to when they used to differentiate movie theaters like that, and one with a, as many theaters as an AMC would be called a megaplex. Mm-hmm. Some of them even had phantoms, as we know. <laughs> Shut up. Um, 
Uh, I was going to say with a, with a Megaplex, it's harder to maintain the exact same layout like they do for, say, an In-N-Out Burger, which those tend to have literally the exact same layout inside. Mm. Um, I, I wasn't going anywhere with this, and I apologize. That's fine. Did you – there was – I thought I had seen you share some weird fact about the movie, that it was, like, released on an Xbox first or something. Oh, yeah, Zune, Zune and Xbox Live members got to see this movie ahead of the premiere. Um, and then it was only released in, like, six theaters. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, you know... I wonder what? if, like, Microsoft contributed to, like... I wonder if they, like, paid for part of the production or if they just were, like... Hey, will you will you give us a small amount of money for this and just call it a Zune exclusive? Yeah, a Zune exclusive. My God, the you know what shocked me. So I thought, well, obviously this director must have never worked in film before or after, mm-hmm. and it shocked me to see that he was the director of The Machinist. Oh, people said that movie was good. I don't. I, I don't think people still think that movie is good I, I think i feel like the consensus would be that that movie has not held up if people were still talking about that movie at all <laughs> i i will say at least with the machinist i remember that movie kind of it was like about something you know <laughs> yeah um he also did the call it looks like mm-hmm. which uh if you'll recall was when wwe films was trying to like produce real movies so they made a movie starring halle berry and it was the call Wow, I just remember that she did a movie similar to The Call like five years after it, uh, and it wasn't. It, it they didn't want to, you know. Obviously, they couldn't call it a sequel, but it had yeah. the exact same vibe. Like it was That's the weird. And it, I think it was that she. Oh God, what Is was it, it called? A, kidnap. Yeah, it was kidnap. I'm looking at it, but she's she had, a diner waitress in this one. And but she had to go save someone who was in trouble, and that mm. was The Call. <laughs> is Halle Berry okay do you think remember when she was on that CBS show no um, God, boomerang it? no it was a uh, extent extant oh yeah yeah it just seems like she's making bad choices well she was in John Wick 3 and yeah. was a good part of it we, we've, we spoke about I, I agree with that but she was also you know, in kidnap and the call. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. Sometimes people within just, five th- years of each other, she was in both of those. They know that they make money. They, you know. <laughs> I mean, fair. She was also in movie forty three the same year as the call, though. Wow, I mean, so was like Hugh Jackman, right? Yeah, wasn't well, the deal with movie forty three that a bunch of like just a bunch of big name celebrities got conned into signing a contract saying they would be in it? And we're like heavily, heavily misled. I feel like you told me that before. I thought you told me that. Wow. I think that fact (laughs) is just out there and we just don't know where it comes from. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to... I I don't think it's on the Wikipedia page. I like that the the development, the first line of the development of the Wikipedia page uh, has the producer or someone saying (laughs) of the film it's like funny or die only if you could go crazy (laughs) what does that mean what they're saying because with funny or die there are certain limits yeah that's (laughs) it's the internet there's no limits 
but he meant limits on like uh, you you have to you have to pay your actors seventy five dollars for three days of work. Yes. There's limits mm. of how low you can go. Yeah. And here this they can really, go even lower. This is really odd. Oh, here we go. Most agents would <laughs> avoid. Who is talking here? Wessler? I don't know who this <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, it's confusing because that first quote seemed like it was Wessler, but it was actually one of the Fairleys. It doesn't say. It just says it's judged fairly, and I think they both worked on it. Well, maybe they also fairly judged okay. that assessment. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Looks like it was just Peter Fairley, actually, that worked on this movie. Bobby wasn't around. He was busy... Uh, but, yeah, Which was one he the did one the shitty Green racist Book? movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was Peter who did Green Book. All right. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Movie wow, 43. Movie 43 and in-app appropriate comedy came out the same year. Oh, God. <laughs> that was a bad year for anthology comedies. Oh, God. Okay. Do you know why it's called Movie 43? No. Fairley heard his son talking with friends about a film called Movie 43. But when Fairley discovered the film did not exist, he cribbed the name. I don't like the use of cribbed there. Me neither. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why does this... <laughs> you, you just think because she was in Movie 43 that we should be worried. Well, Movie 43, The Call, which you say they know movies like that make money. It was a WWE film. <laughs> You know, I don't. I don't think those made money guaranteed. Um, also, Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Yeah, that was very bad. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's more like a. I I wanted to go in more on Brad Anderson, the director, because sure. then he he so he did the call, and then he did Stonehurst Asylum, which I only know about because I I think it. You know, I'm. I think maybe even you know about it because we're weird movie people. This movie doesn't exist, you know? <laughs> I actually do not know about Stonehurst Asylum. It does sound somewhat familiar, but uh, it has apparently like, previously known as Eliza Graves. Yeah. And then Beirut. Do you remember this movie with John Hamm where he was going to like uh, negotiate some, some kind of historical thing? I do remember that. Yeah, he did that movie, and I know that movie did not do well. And then Netflix no. gave gave him a movie with Sam Worthington, who I think neither of us like. I think it's, I think, I, I mean, I'm glad that it seems like the world has mostly agreed to leave Sam Worthington in the past. Mm. Um, you know, starring in a Netflix movie can be prestigious, but not when it's, you know, only if people have heard of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this thing came out last year. I, I don't remember any, you know, big word on it. Yeah. So... I think we'll let um, 7th Street vanish, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we'll just let that one go. Uh, the, but the, and you you would even rank this low for Hayden Fest terms compared to previous Hayden films that you've seen. Yeah, I would. That's correct. Is there one on the horizon that you know is going to be worse, or you, you don't think so? Um, I mean, 90 Minutes in Heaven seems like it's going to be bad. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. My God. That's the, it's, it was, ba it, it, it came out, it was trying to cash in on that craze of like, heaven is for real. It was like one of those religious oh. books that was very popular and they tried to, 
tried to make a they tried to capitalize it on on it with a movie but even within that genre it was not a huge success wow wow sorry hayden yeah all right i think that wraps up uh you know yeah i think so too uh now we we had come to an agreement Mm -hmm. because the credits we got a little crazy with picking the movies for the credits uh, our normal method was uh, that we went back and forth on picking movies, uh, but we we moved things around, and now Diet Coke, you have been given the honor of the last minute pairing, and I would like to know what film you've paired with minute eighty eight. It's gotta be Dune. The David Lynch one. David Lynch's Dune, yes. Okay. <laughs> I have to say, was not expecting that at all. <laughs> was really, really not expecting that. When I, do you want to hear? Do you want to know what went through my brain? What went through your brain? So, you you did a big wind up, and then you said do. As soon as I heard do, I thought it was going to be Dougal. <laughs> no, I couldn't do that to us. <laughs> I feel like Dougal's a movie that you and me talk about, but no one else does. Uh yeah, maybe <laughs> no one else out there is carrying a flame for Dougal. Did you see Dougal though? No. Me nor did I. <laughs> but we are did food fight. I'm not gonna make us also watch Dougal. I guess. Uh, all right, Dune it is. Do you know what I almost picked? What? what? Paddington. Oh. <laughs> do you want to do Paddington instead? <sighs> we can do a last-minute swerve. I heard that in your voice, and now I'm suddenly feeling bad. Well, here's what I'm going to say to you. I've never seen Dune. Yeah. And I know it's like three hours. Yeah. And I have seen Paddington. Yeah. But I here's my modifier. I think if we're going to do Paddington, I'd want to do both. Paddington and Paddington 2. All right, let's do it. Let's do a Paddington. Let's then, do a, the first time. That's the thing. Obviously, Paddington and Paddington 2, their runtimes combined is longer than Dune, I think. Yeah. But, but here's I, the thing. This I, way, it's like both of us got to pick something for the last minute because I picked Paddington I and you picked Paddington 2. <laughs> and you hadn't seen either Paddingtons or what? I have not seen either Paddington. Oh, my God. You are in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I've heard good things. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, this is this is gonna be the way it should end. <laughs> this is the way. Yes. This is very good. Uh, all right, so you can um, find me on other podcasts like Nothing New, a remake podcast, where myself and and Justin Keyson talk about film remakes, movies that are based on other movies or two movies based on the same thing, stuff like that. Uh, we we did. Oh, uh, I think this will come out right before, so you'll hear it here first. Unless you were on our Instagram somewhere, we're doing Robocop. Oh yeah. Did I say nice. that last week? I can't remember. I think you did. I, I uh, remember talking about Robo Robot Cop. We we did we did Robocop. We did a you know a good one. I I do this to myself. I had never seen two or three, so I watched all three. Sure. Because uh, I wanted to be very familiar with the character, and uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was a I think that was a good choice. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the sequels. I've seen the original and I've seen the remake and that's it. Mm-hmm. I believe we saw the remake together. I I would agree with that. I think that's maybe the truth. Yeah. 
Uh, so check that out. Nothing new. Dot com. That's not it. What the hell? <laughs> Bedviewnetwork.com slash nothing new. And then uh, another podcast that I do is called It's on My List. It's on my because list pod.com. Your kiss, your kiss Every month, myself my and a group list. of friends get together and talk about films that people say you should see or that we think other people should see. Uh, it's it's always uh, a good little time there. Uh, and, and it's, you know watching movies and talking about it with friends what, what else could you want uh we, we uh, nothing we give, else yeah and we give that kind of uh experience in a in a podcast form because there's like five of us it's you know. <laughs> uh so check that out it's on my list pod.com and uh find me on twitter and instagram at podcaster andrew you can find me on twitter and instagram at very cool emily you can find me on twitch at uh just go to dietcoke.cool uh unless i am using that for something else in the future in which case you go to twitch.tv slash dietcoke666 um rate and review us on oh wait i have other podcasts too <laughs> one of them is called go go godzilla where i talk about godzilla with justin keys on who you might remember from nothing new and vic perfecto that's on the bendy network i also do the big batch minute uh, where I break down wrestling matches minute by minute, like kind of like on this show, but I do it with uh, Lily Ghost Puncher, and that's on uh, Noise Space, the Noise Space Network, noisespace.xyz, or Z if you're one of those. Um, rate and review us wherever you wherever you buy your podcasts, um, and give us five stars, mm-hmm. and tell us your home remedy for a headache. <laughs> <laughs> In the text of your review. Is that okay, Andrew? No, I like that one. I like that a lot. I was going to give you mine, but I don't really have a... I don't think it's a... I'll, I'll tell you, I just I just like uh, drink something with caffeine in it. That usually helps me, but... Sure. That's because I'm usually having caffeine headaches. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm probably just going to take some ibuprofen and lie down as soon as this is done. What else did we say? There's other stuff, right? There's a Twitter. There's an Instagram. There's a patreon you can find all those if you find them that's great too uh and i think that wraps it up (laughs) all right remember dunstan is spelled with a u fuck and we'll check it out to all who come to this happy podcast welcome nothing new is something new that great poets imitate and improve where our small ones steal and spoil. Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Justin. And if it wasn't readily apparent at that, we're huge nerds about remakes. That's why we're doing the Nothing New Podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a remake in detail and its original, covering them in whatever order they come out, from Wizard Waz to It and beyond. They're remaking Stuart Gordon's 1986 sci-fi horror classic from beyond? Oh, no. Oh, that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Justin and I, and maybe a guest or two, to explore the wonderful world of remakes, film by film. Remakes have been done forever. People talk about Scarface don't even know that was a remake. Oh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Antoine Fuqua. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.